You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Well, holy cow, Daniel, we're coming back from episode 100, and then we went straight into Avengers Infinity War. What a big weekend. I know you didn't get to watch it yet, but it's been... I am wiped. Can I still get through a whole episode of talking about TV shows? I don't know. Can you? Yes, I can. That's right. I'm here for you listeners to do this job every week. Uh, We have uh, a few shows to talk about today. We have... uh, Fear the Walking Dead returning. We have Arrow and Supergirl and Flash and uh oh, a pretty good episode of Agents of Shield. What did you think of Agents of Shield this week? Oh, it was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh no Gotham, but we do have uh Arrow? We I I said Arrow, but we have oh. Krypton to talk about. Yeah. Three episodes of Krypton. Three episodes of Krypton. We'll get them, uh, get through them pretty quickly. I think so. I mean, there's there's really just two big things that you want to talk about when you when you when you talk about Krypton at this one. Okay, maybe three big things that we haven't talked about yet. But uh, the, I just got to say, about time though, because remember I complained it was too slow, but holy crap, <laughs> about time, and it was worth it though. It was worth it. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I definitely say so. I'm I'm definitely digging this show. So. I uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some Televised Heroic news. Uh, first thing off, Lauren Cohen. We've been talking about the fact that she has been kind of holding out uh, on the producers of The Walking Dead on whether or not she's going to come back for next season because she believes that she should be paid the same amount as, you know, uh Norman Reedus and uh, Andrew Lincoln, Lincoln. but uh, and and obviously she should. Uh, so that's the the big holdout thing, and it sounds like maybe they were able to come to some kind of agreement because she is returning for season nine. And I mean, with that kind of ending for uh, season eight, you definitely need to have her coming back. That's true. We did talk about the end of season eight where she's going to kind of start up her own her own force to go up against Michonne and and, and, uh, and Rick. And Rick. Thank you. I don't know why names are just escaping me at this moment. But yeah, uh, she's she's upset that Rick didn't kill um, Negan. So her and Daryl and, and Jesus, which... I guess I kind of get it because Jesus is is like willing to follow Maggie wherever, but with all of his like talking to Morgan in that last couple episodes, like he's I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't seem like he'd be the one that would be like, yeah, let's rebel, let's let's take take Rick out, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, they did talk about. It sounds like they're gonna kill him, so maybe he's just okay with killing them too, and then after that, no more killing. 
Fair enough. I, I mean, I guess if, if that's the way he can compartmentalize it, then <laughs> that's what he can or do. Or they, they might just throw him in prison with Negan. That's true, too. They might just throw him in prison with Negan. Um, well, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see how that all plays out. I mean, there's, there is that other show that she supposedly was attached to, Whiskey Cavalier, uh, where she was like some kind of CIA operative or something like that. So we'll right. we'll, we'll see if that ends up being still going forward. I'm pretty sure it'll still go forward. I just don't know what's going to happen after the, say, pilot and the first season. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to find out. Uh, it's yeah. that's even if the show gets past the pilot, you know, and a lot of shows get a pilot, they don't ever make it to air. That's true. <laughs> um, then they announced that they have an actress, uh, cast to play, uh, Donna Troy on, uh, DC's Titans show. Uh, it is an actress by the name of Connor Leslie. Now, Neither one of us is really familiar with her. Uh, if you check out her IMDb, she's got quite a few credits. Um, Man in the High Castle is something as of recent that she's done. And I haven't actually got to watch that show. I, I want to. I just haven't got a chance to. Have you, have you checked it out, Daniel? No. I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> you never heard of Man in the High Castle? No. Oh, so it's a show on Amazon. And just, you know, just to go off on a little tangent, it's a show on Amazon where essentially. It's a rewrite of history where the where Germany, the Nazis won World War Two. So America is all, you know, uh, Germany occupied and, you know, set in it's set in present day. But it's all what if Germany had won World War Two? So that's what Man in the High Castle is all about. OK, that actually sounds pretty cool. I'd it, watch that. Yeah, it's it's interesting show. Um the, I mean, she's got a lot of other TV shows. There's something called Graves, Shots Fired. Uh, she's done a lot of bit parts or day players on like procedural shows, Major Crimes, Elementary, Blacklist. But one of the things that I actually had seen, and I just don't remember her from the show because it was you know four years ago, was Klondike, which was uh, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones in the Alaskan Gold Rush kind of era. So. That, okay. That was a good show. It was just I don't remember her from it. You, you know, uh, some people you're like, oh, they're in that show, but then you're like, oh, they're probably like a really small part or like an extra, and you don't really remember. Exactly. Them. So, uh, I mean, as for her look, yeah, I can see her pulling off the Donna Troy um, Wonder Girl, uh, uh, I guess character. It's the best way to put it. But how do you feel about that? I just wasn't expecting uh, Wonder Girl so soon in the show. It seems like they're adding a lot of uh, uh, Teen Titans and like Young Justice characters into the show, so I'm looking forward to it. I just again, I just feel like they're adding too many of those familiar characters really quickly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you look at the original Teen Titans team in the comic books, you had you had Wonder Girl, Speedy, Robin, uh. And Kid Flash on the team, yeah, those are the, those are the five. The team, the you know, then you had the more popular team that came out with the with um, the cartoon, which is kind of based off the Titans team that you know was around during Judas Contract with Cyborg and 
uh, Beast Boy and Raven and uh, Starfire and Nightwing. So it really seems like the show is going to kind of do a big, a lot of history of, you know, all the different characters that have been on the Teen Titans at one point or another. Yeah, it seems like it. And I mean, Jeff Johns, is he just producing or is he actually like stepping in and writing for the show as well? I would I would imagine that he did a couple, a little bit of write, writing here and there. But yeah, I would assume that he's, I think he's just a producer. And oh, okay. he's also, you know, the his department, the thing that he's the head of at DC Entertainment is is the stuff that's like making it to TV and movies. So he's going to have a okay. very big hand in whatever makes it onto the screen. Because I know, I know that he wrote for uh, Teen Titans early, early two thousands. So you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he wrote for some of the episodes. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, I know. I, I think I want to say that the Doom Patrol episode is it was written by him because he's a he's a fan of Doom Patrol. Okay. I just know he was the one that tweeted that picture. Yeah, that's true. that's true. He was the one that tweeted the picture. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know more, more, just more stuff coming out about this show. I can't wait to find out, you know, or actually can't wait to see it when it finally gets made. I think that's going to be the, the, the kicker. I agree. Uh, last thing I think we should talk about is that it sounds like, well, at least some people on the internet are reporting that character descriptions for HBO's Watchmen series have surfaced and the the character descriptions that they put out and these are character descriptions they put out for casting calls so what they put out i think was supposed to be like a way of casting for characters but without saying what character it is they're actually casting for because you got names like angela abraham and cal abraham and looking glass and panda and red scare and pirate jenny and jane crawford and old man uh, now almost all of these characters are cops in one way or another. And I, I would see, I would guess that it's like, th- look at the way that we can, we can say superhero without saying superhero is like a cop. You know, these are vigilantes. They are essentially doing good kind of thing, but they're not, they're not on the side. Of, I mean, they're, they're doing good, but they're breaking the law a little bit. So right. So that's the way that they're getting away. I think that's like you got old man is is a it says a former cop who is still an imposing figure despite his age. I mean, that, to me, that sounds like the comedian. So it he might just be the comedian. They just didn't want to say the comedian. Yeah, and I'll give it to you after you know you you describe it that way. Yeah, and then tra- Jane Crawford, the the wife of the police chief, Judd. Jane is a veterinarian who's sharper than her guarded persona lets on. That's uh, you know, Sally Jupiter. That's uh, uh, you know, at, the first Silk Spectre. Yeah, the original Silk Spectre. She she um, she's married to somebody else, but maybe she had an affair with Old Man, and uh, she's she's much smarter than than people give her credit for, and stuff like that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that's what it it very much sounds like to me. Then we got uh, Pirate Jenny. An androgynous and lustful bisexual cop, Jenny is an anarchist at heart. That one, I, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know who, who that could possibly be. It's, I, I can't think of her name, and I just want to say she was probably the, um, that, um, that uh, member of the Watchmen, 
or from the Minutemen uh, who got murdered in the opening credits. Um, oh and yeah. And they show her, and she actually has a part in the comic or in the graphic novel, but I can't remember her name at the top of my head at the moment. She's the one that takes the place of the of the sailor kissing the girl in the in that famous picture in Times Square, right? Yeah. Uh, the only the other thing is I don't I don't know if they would put that ca- a casting ca- call out for that character, you know, being such a small bit character, but uh, you know, it's a TV series, so they might need to bring her out more. The other thing I was thinking is that maybe they're doing like a gender bend with Ozymandias kind of thing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Cause you know, he doesn't really seem like in the comp in the graphic novel. He's not really, uh, he's not really attached to anybody like romantically. So, you know, the right. whole androgyny thing could be the way they get around with that. Right. And then, I mean, even Roshak in his diary, he's all potentially, you know, homosexual. Yeah. That's a note that he has down for him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Panda, an ethnic desk cop. He's cynical and tough and puts his job first. Not a friend to many. He uses comedy to keep people away at bay. That's Rorschach right there. Yeah. A good-looking cop. The native Oklahoman isn't simple as his rural accent makes him appeal, appear to be. A top interrogator, behavioral scientist. A made, that's that's Owlman. Night or Owl. Night Owl, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who Red Scare would be. I mean, obviously it's a it's a bad guy. Yeah. And I don't know who Cal and a- Angela might be. Yeah. So. I think it was just a clever way of them trying to get it out there without saying that hey we're doing this and then you know whoever it is that put it online i think it traces back to the hashtag show they kind of just put two and two together and said oh it's the watchman no oh, okay but i mean you also said that they're not really that credible so you know i mean i way. i i think a lot of the stuff that they source is like we have a friend in the business kind of thing it's like it's more of they don't really give out their sources it's just and there's a lot of conjecture and speculation and and that's just the kind of the way it is with internet news these days, especially for stuff like this, because you can't really trace anything back to anywhere. <laughs> so it's just you have to. I mean, I'm not saying that they're wrong or they're lying or they're you know doing anything wrong. I just think that <laughs> there's not a lot. There's not things to back up what people say, and you know, there's lots of internet uh, media now. Uh, I mean, us included. But we don't usually do anything. We kind of just aggregate other people's articles and stuff like that. We don't really uh, go out there and write stories or, you know, get scoops or anything like that. So it's more of people saying, this is what is going to happen. We have a good source of this happening. And then, you know, that stuff never turns out. And no one really calls them on it because they're on to the next thing. The You know, it's all about clicks and, and writing out, you know, getting out as many stories as you can. So... No one really goes back to to check on stuff like that anymore. That's true. It's kind of, you know, by the hour, it's, you know, long gone unless it gets a lot of traction. A lot of people share it and talk about it. Exactly. So all you listeners that needed a little bit of uh, journalism 101 in the 21st century, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think that's good for, for geek news for this week. Ready to get talking about TV shows. I'm ready. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. I want to say this about Supergirl. I 
think that they came back from their little hiatus and someone said, you know what? There just needs to be more humor in the show. And I'm digging that part. <laughs> I'm digging it too. Right? Like like the, the beginning part of the last episode that we talked about when they were doing the karaoke stuff, that's, you know, there, there's humor there. The beginning part of this episode where they're, they're playing, uh, they're playing some kind of board game, right? Um, no, they're playing charades. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like they were having a good time and, and, and making jokes and stuff, which so I was like, totally okay with that. Yeah. So as I, I think they're like, uh, what do the other CW shows have that we don't have? What are we lacking? Oh, that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little too much melodrama with relationships here. Let's throw in some humor and stuff. See if, uh, that helps us out some. And I, I would say that it's definitely helping them out. It is, and um, I mean, they definitely try to come back with a gut, another gut wrenching episode too, because of uh, what was going on with Mar- Martian Manhunter and his dad. Yeah, that's it's a that's a big part. So I wanted to say, essentially, they kind of just they they kind of did like the whole uh, Professor Xavier storyline from Logan. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Like his uh his reaction or his you know being uh going through the dementia that he's going through really is screwing up everybody else around them. Yeah, um, because uh, when he, his psychic powers uh, was pretty much making everybody violent and beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, you you probably don't want uh you know Supergirl going crazy on anybody so. It, it was good that the only person that she was really punching was was Monel. Yeah, even him though he was like, uh, "What's going on?" Yeah, I mean, he can't really take it all that well. I mean, he can't he can take it better than most, but not not the same. Now, shot, you know, when pulling out a gun on that other DEO agent, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. Would watch though. Find it. Even though he couldn't fight that well, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of uh of the whole cape maneuvers or whatever? You know, the cape tricks. Looked a little bit cartoony, but you know, I I'm okay with it. I'll roll with it. Yeah, I would say the same. I think I think it was it, it did feel a little cartoony and like I don't know, the idea that the cape I don't know if that's like it, it reminded me of spawn, I guess, more than anything else. But okay. uh, I wonder if they were trying to do like a whole Doctor Strange thing, you know? Huh. So yeah. it's just it they're... was it was weird that that's what they were gonna go with. Like, what's her face? Um, Supergirl has so many like already powers and gifts and stuff to fight bad guys with. Did, did she really need a a cape trick? So was it a good idea that Lena like you know showed? Sam, what what kind of you know she she becomes Rain? No, because I think uh, Rain will eventually be able to manipulate Lena, be able to you know also manipulate the consciousness and eventually escape. So I think that was a bad idea. Ooh. Um. Yeah. That's the way I see it, and I don't. I mean, I don't know. I wonder. I really do wonder if the the whole like playing up the humor and the love and stuff between all the characters at this point is just really trying to build it up so that you can be ready for the 
or so that the the death that comes at the end of the season, whoever it ends up being, you know, hits more impactful. So they're they're gonna infinity wars us with the with the ending. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the way that you want to sit, you want to call it. I just heard, you know, some things. That's all. You don't have to confirm nor deny, but you know that's just what I heard. I will neither confirm nor deny until you get to you get a chance to go see the movie. I hope I hope you enjoy it. I hope so too. Uh-huh. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean that could be it. They uh, they want to make the death more meaningful, and I hope uh, it's Rain that ends up dying because her character annoys her counterpart or alter ego annoys the hell out of me. So Wait, Sam, Sam, Sam annoys the hell out of you. Oh, that's harsh. But what what's going to happen to Ruby if if Sam dies? Lena can adopt her. Oh, that's 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 sweet. So her, Lena and 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 Olsen will will adopt her. They'll get married and go live happily ever after somewhere else. I mean, that's what it's starting to look like. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure just to throw a wrench in that relationship, uh, Jimmy is not going to be happy that you know he's. That uh, she's nursing her to help or what uh, health or whatever, and you know that's gonna be like, all right, this is over. You're crazy. Bye. Yeah, probably. I I could see that happening. Um, yeah, anything else you wanted to say about Supergirl? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it it was a it was a nice fun episode, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the whole uh, you know, when I think it was was it last episode. Yeah, it was last, and I think we talked about it too. When um, uh, what's uh, Supergirl was talking to Monel, and she's like, "Oh, you know what? I really can't talk to you about uh, your problems with Irma or Emra or yeah, Emra." Oh, yeah, that's right. So that was last week. Yeah, yeah, and this week it's going to be you know this week was more about like how they're going to deal with Blight, and then next I think that's more what's going to be more about with next week's too. Yeah, that's right because. They leave the DEO and then all the birds are just falling and dying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, let's talk about Flash then. You know, we got Barry kind of dealing with some, uh, I guess, un- unchecked emotion over the death of Ralph Dibney. Yeah, that's probably the best way to call it. Probably some PTSD as well. Yeah, you know, I... I thought it was it was because at one point he's like you know I already kind of had to live through my mother's death and my father's death and uh, you know this person's death and that person's death I was like oh man he he really has been around a lot of death <laughs> yeah Jay Garrick blah 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 <laughs> Ronnie blah 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 <laughs> HR yep uh, so yeah I guess there there was a lot of a lot of death in the in the Flash's life but yeah he he obviously wasn't processing the 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 emotions that he needed to so they went and, and recruited uh Citizen Cold Citizen from Cold. yeah from Earth X and we finally got an answer to one of my qu- my questions the where is the Laurel Lance on Earth X well we found out that she was still she was that what they call her they call her Black Siren right yeah yeah uh, Black Siren X or Siren X or whatever she is part of the Nazis and she was in love with the Dark Archer and you know 
her and Citizen Cold face off against each other a lot, and she was able to use her her you know siren cry to hold open the the breach, which is kind of crazy. It's nothing we've seen before. Yeah, no, it, I, I've never seen something like that before. But they they def, they like to use the 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 scream in this uh, these Arrowverse shows a lot. Uh, when um, she comes over to Earth One, uh, her big thing is she's gonna steal a nuke, or she's gonna steal Fallout, and I guess kill the people that killed the her beloved. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what, how how did you feel about her plan, and how did you feel about the fact that the thinker? accounted for the fact that black siren was going to be there it's pretty fucking crazy that he could see another universe's you know doppelganger coming into play yeah i mean i i mean i guess we have to account that he is the smartest man alive he can see all the different uh angles and possibilities and i guess the only thing he can't he can't calculate for is people's emotions which seems dumb and how they're gonna react? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the the big wrench in his plan was that the that Barry froze when he should have uh, put her down. Put her down. Yeah. He's like, oh, he was supposed to stop her, but he just froze because <laughs> he was remembering Ralph dying. Yep. And he like essentially he he ends up just having to remember that Ralph said you did save me, and that and it was all good for him after that. Yeah, he pretty much, uh, that snapped him out of it. Yeah. So, this is the second time that we've seen uh, Citizen Cold since the crossover event. And the other time was in the Legends of Tomorrow episode. Like, is essentially um, Leo Snart, like, just coming over to Earth 1 whenever they need someone to be like, hey... You're a good guy. Don't worry. You're doing a good job, kind of thing going on. <laughs> to do therapy, I guess. Yeah, essentially, because that's what he did on on the Wave Rider too. He was trying to do therapy for uh, for, for Rory. Yeah, for Rory. That's true, and he did it for everybody else after they lost Stein. Yep, you're right. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess that's what <laughs> that's what uh, Leo Snart has been. Brought to the show, brought back to the shows to do now. Yeah, it works for him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I I literally was going to be upset though if they ended up killing him off, especially with his like. Just so you know, if I die, Ray's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, especially since he's planning on going back to Earth X and proposing to him. I thought he was getting married. I well I. I thought he was proposing, because I, th- I thought he said he was going to ask him to marry him, but, you know, I don't know. what. It's either one, either they were getting married or they were going to get engaged. Okay. Either so, way, I was going to be pissed off at the show if they did that. I was like, no, my heartstrings. <laughs> um, I think we saw, we see the demise of the thinker coming with uh, the mechanic she is not happy with the way that she's being treated by uh by uh DeVoe. DeVoe, thank you, by Clifford. Is do you think that's a safe bet? 
Yeah, definitely. You can already tell that she's going to start planning against him and uh, betray him, even though he can foresee that thing and should already have some precautions, I guess you can call it, in case, you know, she does betray him. Right. I thought Especially it... the, the tears that he was using. Yeah. I thought it was, like, it seemed like such a bad when he when he kept like saying you know you shouldn't be thinking don't think you know leave that to me kind of thing it's like does he not realize he's being insulting or is he just not care anymore that was so cringeworthy but it really was cares anymore (laughs) he's like i just need to make it to the enlightenment it's like okay calm down buddy so what do you think? I don't of, have enough power. <laughs> what do you think of the sonic device not being able to work on him anymore because of Ralph's powers? Well, they can't. Uh, how are they going to stop him? Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely the 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 hard part of the show now is like how they how are they going to stop him? Barry's going to run it back in time and use the sonic device and kill Devoe when you know Ralph had the chance to. I, I mean. Something, I you know what I really hope by the end of the season I hope that this house is bitching comes into play and that actually oh, means right. mean something and that helps there them. There's an article saying that it was going to come into play. Did you, you you saw something? I think you posted it actually. Did I? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know about all that. It was a while ago. It was a while ago then. <laughs> Uh, that's all I'm saying is that that phrase better come back and come back in a big bad way because they pushed it on us for so long in the beginning of the season. They did. So uh, maybe there's a secret to stopping Devoe in his house because his house is bitching. I think. Oh, excuse me. I think that's the the best uh, guess that we've had so far. So I'm gonna give it to you. Maybe there's a little time machine in there that if you go back in time, there's no damages to the timeline and he can go so far back in time that he can stop DeVoe. Boom. Boom. I don't know. Cisco desperately wanting a new, uh, wanting a thinking cap for himself. Uh, Harry ending up like being low. It's not a good idea. How do you feel about all that? I definitely agree with Harry uh, about not having a thinking cap. Um, I, we, I just think that Cisco is going to be addicted, to, uh, become addicted as well if he, he gets a thinking cap. Hopefully, not to the point where he fries his own synapses. Right. Well, I mean, how do you think they're going to, you know, um, reestablish Harry uh, being a genius again? What do you think they're going to do? I honestly don't know. Uh, I I think I think he, he, I think it. You hit it on the head. Still, with the other way is that you know he's going to end up having to travel back in time to save everybody, and then thus Harry won't won't have that problem. Okay, but I could be wrong. Who knows? But I mean, every season we seem to be going back in time so you know well you would think that they'd learn their lesson by now not to do that again but who knows and you know what we still we still have uh the mystery girl to play a part in this season too that's true so whatever that ends up being oh yeah because she just did her creepy little thing and said oh no it was perfect timing and or whatever it was and that was it 
Right, exactly. So, yeah, we'll we'll see who that ends up being. Uh, anything else you want to say about Flash? No, that's it. Okay, Arrow. Uh, I think we have two episodes of Arrow to talk about because we didn't talk about the Richard Dragon episode. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, the Ricardo Diaz episode. Yeah, because you found out today, well, on Facebook, that uh, Richard Dragon and Ricardo Diaz are two separate people. Yeah, so... After I watched the Dragon episode, I kind of just went and looked up Richard Dragon on, uh, like, on the internet, on Google. Uh, checked out a couple of his wiki pages, and it finally, I finally f- came across something where it's, it it puts Ricardo Dra- Diaz as a different person from Richard Dragon. Uh, essentially, in New Fifty Two, Ricardo Diaz was trained by Richard Dragon, you know, uh, one of the the top fighters in the DC universe. Uh, and eventually he kills Richard Dragon and becomes a bad guy, becoming one of uh, Green Arrow's villains. So uh, it it all kind of goes similar. You know, obviously Ricardo Diaz is a very bad character. He's doing whatever he can to become part of the Quadrant, uh, some uh, yep. an organization that we now know of that essentially runs all kinds of crime. He uh, he did a few jobs for one of the members of the quadrant, and that guy betrayed him, and then he kills him, and then he takes he took his spot. That's all the Richard Dragon or the the Dragon episode was all about, essentially. And his flashbacks and uh, getting revenge on his childhood bull- uh, bully. Yeah. So uh, and then dragging uh, Laurel along with him everywhere he went. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she she is on his side for the most part it seems like well it seems like she was a little bit shaken up so i think she's gonna end up you know siding with ollie and the rest of the team as well so you think that the influence that uh now mayor lance has on her is paying off right and i just want to say this and i'm i might get a lot of you know just say like I said on my tweet, I might get a lot of, lot of um, you know, backlash or whatever, but, you know, nothing towards the actor who's playing uh, Ricardo Diaz, but I think I would have enjoyed the, the Richard Drag or the Ricardo Diaz solo episode a lot more if A, if it didn't have to do uh, anything to deal with uh, the Curtis and Felicity stuff, even though I like the guy that plays Curtis mm-hmm. and I like his character. Mm-hmm. And if we had a stronger actor who was playing Ricardo Diaz, I think I've enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I, yeah, like like you said, nothing against Kirk Acevedo, but they definitely needed someone strong. If they wanted to bank, like, yeah, they wanted to bank all of the second half of the season off of the Ricardo Diaz storyline. They needed someone stronger, someone more charismatic to play the to play the role. Right, because normally if it's a good, even if it's a bad guy, but it's a good revenge story, you know, I'll side with the bad guy and be like, oh yeah, that was awesome. But he kind of just delivered every single line in that episode the exact same way. And to me, he just felt like, just like a random thug, you know, bull, you know, just standing up to his bully and killing another random thug. That's seriously how I felt. And I was like, well... It kind of left me depressed when he killed his bully. Yeah. 
it didn't feel like a redemption sort of story or like you know i got my revenge i you know kind of thing yeah it, it didn't really play out and I, I think i remember kind of saying this when they first announced that kirk acevedo was playing uh ricardo diaz that you know everything i've ever seen him in he kind of just plays the same character so i wasn't too excited about him being in the show uh and i think it's kind of just played out that way this season with him um at the end of his i think the end of the dragon episode is when he he, he gets oliver uh arrested and impeached as mayor so now the trial for oliver going forward as uh whether oliver is the the arrow or not or green arrow or not is is going forward he's no longer mayor uh lance is now that moves up from deputy mayor to mayor and uh you know oliver is more about this whole i'm gonna do everything on on my own kind of thing so he has taken it to um, uh, Anatoly now to be like, look, uh, I I did the thing. I I got it so that you can be part of the Bratva back in Russia. You don't need you don't need to be part of Diaz's crew anymore. And that wasn't good enough for Anatoly. And Anatoly get, hands him over to Diaz, and it all eventually comes out to be a ploy on. Uh, on Ollie's part, Ollie's part, saying, you know, I wanted to show you how Diaz is not an honorable person, and you know, you are supposedly a man of honor, Anatoly, and it looks like uh, Anatoly might be coming over to to Oliver's side, all over again. But I mean, um, they the that the way the episode ended though is like, uh... oh wait, no, never mind. That's right because they took him out, and then they're like. By the way, uh, we're moving up your trial. I forgot, so never mind. Yeah, exactly. So it, it I, I, you know, you got all those things kind of coming to a head at the same time of the whole, you know, having to deal with Diaz and the trial. Uh, it's kind of similar to what's going on in the middle of uh, the actual comic book right now for Green Arrow. You know, he's not the mayor, but they are. Uh, they were doing a trial for Oliver Queen for possibly killing his assistant who wasn't actually dead. He was being framed by a group called the Ninth Circle, which is, you know, kind of the same thing as what the Quadrant is. And everything came to a head at the same time. You know, surprise, surprise, Oliver Queen does not go to jail for killing his his, his assistant. Um, <laughs> but, you know the uh, all these things happening in the show at the same time it's it's interesting like you got uh diggle he went and joined up with uh argus he's argus. he's yeah he's a a main man over there now uh using those resources he kind of teamed up with the i don't know what would you call the, you know matt wild dog mr fantastic and black canary team i don't know but i mean you can count wild dog out right so he's definitely suffering from ptsd severe severe ptsd yeah uh and he really doesn't want to jeopardize what he has with his daughter anymore and he you know which is a different trope than you, what you normally see because you know those usually the trope is the guy's going to try and push through it and he ends up endangering his teammates he's like no 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 i'm not going to endanger my teammates i can't do this he takes himself out of the equation 
Yeah. Which is pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Um, interesting character growth right there and character change that you don't see too often. Yeah. No, you don't see it too often. Uh, I did like when the when when Renee's daughter comes out of the bedroom and is like, oh, you mean when you guys go out and you do your superhero thing? And she, they're like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, you guys don't really no. whisper all that loud. He's like, <laughs> or all that quiet. And she's, he's like, oh, yeah, I hear that now. <laughs> <laughs> you knew? What? No. <laughs> uh, I don't think there was too much else that I remember being a big deal in this, ep- in these ep- this episode. What about you? No, I don't, that's pretty much uh, it. I mean, uh, Mayor Lance should have read the paperwork more uh, clearly instead of just signing it. Yeah. it wasn't a deed. It was not. <laughs> uh, it's, Lance kind of is just a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants kind of guy, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about Krypton then. All right. Uh, So the the big essential things uh, I think is uh, the 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 voice of Rao. He has been infected with Brainiac. So Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, when you asked before, will we ever see the face of Brainiac? The reason, or I'm sorry, the face of Rao, the or the face of the voice of Rao. The reason we hadn't seen it is because the actor we that plays that role is the one that we knew was going to play Brainiac. Yep. Yes. So, so that was a <laughs> clever way of getting around that. I thought, um, yeah, we have more time travelers on the show. Uh, the head of the black zero is actually, actually general Zod, uh, the son of light Zod that we've already yeah. seen the show. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, he's an Arrow alum. He was a stepdad. That's right. He's Walter Steele. That was awesome to see him again. <laughs> he's a great actor. I remember him from, uh, like, uh, well, he was on uh, Doctor Who, and he's also in Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely definitely like seeing that actor. Um, I, I mean how do you feel about another time traveler on the show and him being the son of light Azad? And not only that is that he knows Superman as well. Like this isn't, this is a Zod that's already, that's so far, you know, is, is a, this is a Zod that has fought Superman before. This, uh, the reason I really do like it is because maybe, you know, obviously he says he goes back in time, um, to try and stop Brainiac and, you know, Krypton from exploding. Um, you know, maybe this will change the mythos up a little bit, you know, saying that he tried aligning with uh, somebody from the L family and then, you know, eventually show us why he resents, you know, Kal so much and the L family so much. And right. Why, you know, he's bitter enemies with Superman. So uh, I just want to see that. I thought it was awesome. Uh, then, uh, uh, the idea or so they figure they, they, they have a line on a weapon that's going to defeat Brainiac. Like it's a weapon that it's, it's essentially what's behind that door that we saw in earlier episodes. The one that has like a, 
it looks like a weird S shield, but we it come to find. The... Go ahead. I was gonna say, wasn't it the the Superman crest? Yeah, yeah, it has a a weird House of L crest on it, but we come to find out that it's not just a House of L crest, it's a House of Zod crest and a House of L crest, like, combined. So you need both a member of the House of L and a a member of House of Zod to open the door. And what do we find behind that door? Doomsday. Doomsday. And you know what? I mean, I know it's just frozen and he's just sitting there. It looked really good, I thought. It did. Right? That's just uh, nothing. It's just crazy, you know, changing up the mythos again since it's not created by uh, the crazy scientist. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, definitely changed but up some. I'm not, but... I'm not complaining. No, I'm neither am I. It looks badass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I hope we get to see him in action in the show. I hope so, too. <laughs> um and I know that time travels, you know, the rules get really strict, but then they get really loose. But isn't it a bad thing that uh, Zod is intera- interacting with his mom? I, I mean, I would say so. It seems like that wouldn't wouldn't be a good a good thing. Um, uh, but he seems to be okay with it. He doesn't seem to be too worried about it. I, I think it's 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 an interesting thing. I I'm so, I'm just so digging this show. Um. I am too. One thing I wanted to say, well, one thing I, w- I really wanted to say, because I, I keep forgetting to bring this up when we started talking about the show, is why is it that Adam Strange is able to talk to the Kryptonians? Like, did he did he learn Kryptonian at some point? Damn, that's really good. I mean, I, underst- I understand why we as audience members understand when Kryptonians when they're talking to each other, because... There's no reason for us, you know, for they they can speak English. This is fine because, you know, we're we're just watching them. But when you bring in someone right. that's from another time and another world, he shouldn't be able to speak their language. There should I they they never had like a thing where saying he's wearing a translator or anything like that. So it really made me think. It makes me think about that. So going off of that, I also came up with a new with a theory. That that he's not actually Adam Strange. You know who I actually think he is. Do you think that he's Booster Gold? I do. I think he's Booster Gold. Okay. And he just took. So go. Go Yeah. Why do you think he's Booster Gold? Because okay, so in the comic books, the time traveler that goes back and and makes sure things you know happen the right way is Booster Gold. Now. Maybe he doesn't want to let them know who he really is, just like the way that Rip Hunter taught him, you know, you can't use your real name uh, because it it will affect the future. He just grabbed someone else's name, and he thought a good idea would be to grab Adam Strange's name. Now, uh, because it doesn't make any sense that Adam Strange would use Zeta Beams to go back in time uh, and then across you know, to Krypton and stuff like that. You know, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's already all fantasy and, and comic book stuff, but it, it's, it's really changing it up when you could already just use, um, booster gold. And the idea that booster could be using some kind of tech to, you know, translate stuff for him. Like he could be wearing a, a Legion ring, which he's supposed to be booster gold wears a, a Legion ring, which has a universal translator in it. That's true, and of course, but the only thing is, 
if we, I mean, may, maybe, you know, this week's episode, we can go back and, you know, pay close attention to his hands. He might be wearing something, but, you know, if he is wearing something that could give it away that he's not, you know, Adam Strange. Right. So, I don't know. I really did. I really did think that, that was that that could be a good a thing that he's actually Booster Gold, and that would be a big reveal for some reason <laughs> towards the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, would that make me feel better? It would make me feel a lot better. Now, let me ask you this: hmm. When Seg finally finds out that you know, for everything to be to save Superman and the rest of the universe. Krypton has to blow up. What do you think about that? Like, obviously, I I didn't even think about the fact that they, this hasn't been brought up to him yet. But for you know the rest of the universe to to live because because essentially Superman saves the universe time and time again, his planet has to die. That's just depressing, man. Right? It's it's kind of sad to think about, and it's a lot of pressure to put on one person's shoulders. Uh- Right, and he even brought up the whole, like, okay, then, you know, why are we, you know, fighting for all of this if it's just going to end the same way? It's just going to burst in flames for everybody. Yeah, so I don't envy him and his decisions that he has to make, but uh, I do I do dig this show. And at this point, do we trust, uh, do we trust General Zod? I mean, I do think that Zod has the best intentions you know, to, to stop Brainiac, but he also wants to stop the destruction of Krypton, which we already said is not good for the rest of the universe because then Superman doesn't make it to Earth. But we have other superheroes on Earth. Yeah, but if you look at the, you know, the DC universe, the, the arrival of Superman on Earth or Cal- Baby Kal-El on Earth kicks off the, the age of heroes. If it's not for that fact, you know, most of the time the rest of the heroes don't quite happen in the right ways or if at all damn okay then never mind i take that back (laughs) i mean (laughs) there are storylines where it's changed you know kind of thing but most of the time you need superman to kick off the age of heroes in the dc universe okay uh anything else you wanted to say about krypton uh i think that's pretty much uh pretty much it yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we've both said it's a good show, and uh, I, I'm happy that we're watching it. So let's move on over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah, the aliens are coming. <laughs> and not just aliens, but space ninja aliens. Yeah, that, that can do flips and blitz don't really affect them and yeah yeah scary. yeah they they parkour all over the the lighthouse and uh take bullets to the chest and it, yeah, it doesn't really do any damage to them but uh <laughs> i i love the interaction that colson has with the the computer and the patrick war button and like <laughs> You know, option one, if it's severe weather. <laughs> option two, if it's a nuclear bomb. Oh, it must be two. Option three, if it's a... Alien invasion. Alien invasion. <laughs> Dang it, you're always supposed to listen to all the options. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> uh, you know, they really pushed the whole whether or not uh, the history or future is mutable or immutable in this episode. Like, with the whole... Uh, Yo-Yo, you know, she can't die because we see her in the future. And same with, uh, you know, if if 
Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons, if uh, if what's his face doesn't blink out of existence, Deke? then they're all yeah. If Deke doesn't blink out of existence, they're all okay. Yeah, I was like, you guys are pushing it really hard with Deke right there. <laughs> also, we finally got the creation of a longtime Avengers villain in the in the form of Graviton. Graviton. So uh, Talbot. Well, so in the comic books, Glenn Talbot is is merely just a bad guy to the Hulk. He's he's uh, Thunderbolt Ross's like right hand man. So Thunderbolt Ross and and Talbot are always chasing after the Hulk, trying to capture him and stuff like that. In this Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's kind of now been combined with Professor whatever his name was and uh, the other guy that was stuck inside the Gravitonium. And now the, all three of them and whoever else they've absorbed with the Gravitonium is now making up the bad guy of uh, Graviton. Okay. Um, it was awesome that he killed those uh, Ravagers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, doing the whole crushing them thing, like, it was brutal. Like, it was, like it was nothing, too. And he's like, yeah, told me to take care of it. <laughs> oh god and then he just rips up a piece of the ground with colson on it and just you know takes him to the spaceship and it's just like he's pretty powerful yep um i'm surprised that you know he's able to keep control of himself as well because obviously ruby was you know going crazy but talbot you know seems to be pretty in control yeah, I was wondering what that meant. I, I mean, what, what's the implication of that? Is that because he's older? Because he was already a little crazy kind of thing? I, I really wonder why he was able to take all 100% and just come out the other end, you know, uh, okay. Not that he's really yeah. okay. He's still kind of crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, holy shit. Uh, things, it's going to get crazy now from here on out gonna get really crazy <laughs> it's it really it's really gonna live up to the the name the title of the last episode being the end i would say yeah so i mean it would look more and more like you know daisy's not the one that cracks the earth open uh, more than likely it'd be graviton but there's still a lot of episodes left that you never know what could happen yeah um we gotta uh may may what the last friday of may that's the last episode so there you go. Um, you know, that'd be, that's interesting. That'd be just in time to see Ming-Na win at Phoenix Comic Fest. Comic Fest. Yeah. Oh, um, IGN posted an article um, saying, will we get a reference? Um, and if the reference to the movie will be a little bit off, especially since they moved, you know, the movie up uh, from release date. We did get a movie. We did get a reference, though. Was that like, oh, um, did you notice all the stuff that's going on in New York right yeah, now? Yep, exactly. That was oh, okay. the candy man saying that. And she's like, and, and Daisy was like, ah, I don't pay attention to the news. It's all fake anyways or something like that. Okay. So, you don't think we're going to get another reference? Uh, I don't know if we will. I, I wonder if in the next few episodes, if we do see a couple people disappear. Oh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you didn't say who. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. I didn't say nothing. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if there's any more references at all. 
So, right. so sorry about that. <laughs> you ruined it. Uh, so go see it. It didn't specify who song good. So yeah, yeah. You need to go watch that episode. You need to watch that movie. Sorry. Uh, and sorry for anybody else that was listening and, and hadn't watched Infinity War yet. But I, I think I cut myself off before I really gave away anything. Good. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, I think uh, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. Maybe. What? The drama in the beginning of the episode, how they're all pointing fingers at each other, saying like, no, you're in the wrong, no, you're in the wrong. Oh, you know, that was that was silly. I, I could have done without that part, but I, I get what they were doing there, so that that was fine. Uh, I, I guess and I, I don't need the whole drama between Mac and, and Yo-Yo either. Like, she was doing what she thought was best. He's doing what he thinks is best. You know, he's he's killed before, too, so it's not... I don't turn see... the other cheek. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mac needs to get over himself. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what I wanted to bring up. The what what we got from the Candyman. Candyman talking to uh Daisy and she ends up having to go dig up her mother's grave. That's what whose grave that was. That's right. So at the very end. Well, I I don't know exactly what it is that's going to be down there that they're going to need. Maybe some of her blood or something to heal him because she was a healer. That's what she did. Oh. Yeah. And that's going to work? I don't know if that would work or not, but uh, I think, I mean, that could be what it was, what they're trying to imply. What if she's still alive and what if she's like, it took you this long to dig me out? Oh, that would, that would suck. (laughs) So I didn't know she was a healer, but thank you. So now I know. Yeah, yeah. She well, I mean, she healed herself, not so much healed anybody else, if I remember correctly. Okay. Well, so next episode will make a little bit more sense. Hopefully. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead now. And I just want to say that, man, this show came back, and I'm really fucking digging it. I am too. I really, I really like this time jump. I really like uh, the the way these characters are are being handled now. Um, I, I like these new characters, like Garrett Dillahunt's character. Fucking awesome! Like, could you just imagine? You know, the zombie apocalypse comes up, and you're like, "Fine, I get to be a cowboy now. This is this is my new life." <laughs> All those candies, those sweet guns. Hey, it's an antique. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, obviously, he's looking for someone now. Do you think, and I don't, maybe I missed it, but is the, the lady that he's looking for, is that someone that he loves or someone that he's trying to kill? I think it's just somebody he's trying to find. So we don't know one way or the other. Right. Okay. I might have missed that part, too, but, I mean, I did see it, but I, I think I, I missed that part. And then uh, the, was it, her name is Al? Maggie Grace's character? You cut out who? Maggie Grace's character? Is it is her name Al? Or Sam? Or... Oh, I don't remember. Let me see. So, you know, you said... um, You had tweeted something uh, before I had had a chance to watch the episodes. And oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's Al. It's Al. So, when you, t- you tweeted Mel, Mel was, uh, you know, basically another Negan... And I'm sitting here waiting in the first episode the whole time, waiting for 
Amel to come up, and then I was like, oh, maybe he meant Althea. And then finally, when I got to the second episode and, and the Mel character shows up, I was like, oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> now, Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, you know who was a big surprise to me, though? Is the Naomi character that shows up in episode two. The that, one that gets trapped in the oil tank? Yeah. That is Jenna Elfman. And one, I had no idea she was going to be on the show. Two, she looks almost absolutely unrecognizable to me she did not look like the jenna elfman that i've you know seen for so many years and and enjoy on tv so i was super like i've had to like check it several times be like make sure that i got this correct that is actually jenna elfman so that is almost unrecognizable to me which is incredible uh wow yeah because i'm looking up uh pictures right now holy crap yeah they did yeah she looks completely different yeah Holy crap. What do you and think? I've seen some of the stuff, too, that she's in. Yeah, right? You've seen the, some ahead. of the other stuff that she's been in. So the fact that I, you know, she's this is her in this show now, I, I was like, I, I that does not look like her at all. Um, yeah. What do you think of uh, Luciana coming back? Uh, yeah, how did that happen? Flashback, please. You know what? I, we're definitely going to need a bunch. Like, even the, the episode that is a, a flashback, like to a couple weeks ago is not a flashback to what happened between the end of season three. Yeah. yeah season the, three. the end of season three and the beginning of season four, because they were all separated at the end of season three. How did they all find each other? And then let alone find Luciana as well. Right. And I think, um, that's how the show is going to piece it just little by little, how they were doing Nick's, how, he was having some of his flashbacks or nightmares when he got into the car and it was slowly coming back to when the uh, dam was exploding. So I think we're going to get little bits and pieces like that. Yeah. Another character in another show that has severe PTSD uh, to the point where he can't even go outside of the the compound that he's in because like, he's too afraid. Like This is a character that you couldn't even keep in one's place for too long kind of thing. So I think this, that's an interesting turn of events for his character. Yeah, it's a different character change for him, too. It's just... Yeah, I mean, he's probably... Okay, yeah, the world has definitely changed. There's nothing but bad people out there that can hurt me. I'd rather be somewhere safe now. I mean, that's... It's definitely a different character for him. And uh, I don't know... Uh, I, I really just I, I want to know is how they all found each other. And it sounds like that uh, Madison is the one that found everybody and brought everybody back together. Right. Because she was telling Luciana, like, hey, you need to give him some time. You would never, you know, you never would have uh, guessed it was him when I found him, you know. Right. And then, like a different person. And I think uh, Alicia also said something to the fact of, uh, you know, she did the work of finding all of us or something like that. Yeah, um, but I mean, they seem to be having, you know, the good life and the good time out at uh, at the baseball stadium, where they're staying at right now. Really? Strand seems to be loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He seems to be, he seems to be in a much better place than he was at the dam. Uh, and then there's obviously the guy that's trying to hit on him, and he I don't know if he's, you know, going for it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
what did you think of the that that one walker that Morgan was chasing after? Why did he say I need to find out? I think it was um I need to find out if he turned. Oh, is that what it was? Is it, was it yeah, someone that he met earlier or something? It was a guy that was um uh shivering in his uh in his car and the guy was like, No, go away, leave me alone. Oh, I I must have I didn't put the that two two and two together. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um so the whole the what are these guys called? The vultures? Um yeah. they put up these flags everywhere that have numbers on them. The numbers correspond to uh how many walkers they captured? I was thinking the the amount of I mean, it could have been the walkers. I was just thinking maybe the the actions that they've taken. The what they've taken? The amount of locations they've taken. Well, when we see them, we see the flag that was at the tanker. It said four fifty one or something like that. And then when we saw okay. when they wrote it on the side of the van after they they made those walkers go into that moving van, they said they wrote a twelve. Twelve. Okay, so. Yeah, you're probably right. Then that makes more sense. But how would they have rounded up 451 walkers in the tanker or in the oil tanker? They well, there's um, more tankers around them. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that, that, I guess that could have been it. But yeah, that was the the numbers is is really getting to me. So I gotta wonder what that you know what that ends up being now. I want you to explain your your tweet of Mel being a new type of Negan. Oh, um, I just, I just thought the whole like, oh, we're not gonna take it from you, but we're just gonna watch you here, and you know, until you slowly die, and then we're gonna take it from you, kind of thing. So I was just like, oh, you're, you know, you're a new bad guy, you know, you're gonna, eh, not really do anything, but you know, you're just, we just know that you're here, and you're gonna eventually take things from them. Okay. Yeah, they they seem to have this, and much of you know, appropriate their name, they're being called the Vultures. They wait until until communities die of their own volition. They don't, uh, from the sounds of it, they don't kill anybody. But as soon as they die, they go and pick off whatever is useful. Yep, and they use that little girl to spy on them. Yeah, you know, I don't know how well their plan actually would work, especially with what seems like is going on inside the stadium. Like they, they, I mean, I understand that their, their crops might be dying, but it seems like they're pretty good at surviving as is. I don't yeah. see, I don't see how, you know, those guys would outlive the, the people in the stadium. Yeah. I don't know either because, um, I mean, he named off all the rations that they had in the food storage and it still sounded like they had some to get them through a couple of months. Yeah, so, and it didn't sound like they were going to stop them if they went out on runs or anything, so, I don't know. The, the The plan seems a little flawed to me, but hopefully we'll get a little bit better explanation in the future episodes. Uh, like yeah, I said, I so too. yeah, I'm digging, I'm digging uh, what's going on with this, this show right now. Do you feel like with uh morgan being on this show that this is going to be the way that eventually because he even mentions that i came from alexandria from virginia even though you know i wasn't originally i was originally in atlanta is he going to take whoever is surviving on this show back to alexandria i mean that could be a thing but i just thought that this was um just a way to 
get more viewers from you know regular Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's exactly what that was. But and and who knows? Maybe it's going to be the way that if the Walking Dead finishes, you know, people from the Walking Dead come over to Fear the Walking Dead. You know that yeah. aren't that aren't Andrew Lincoln and uh, Norman Reedus and other you know other main characters would be other side characters that come over. Yeah, that's actually a good way to keep them alive and uh, keep other actors coming onto this show as well. And they did say, but, I mean, go ahead. I was gonna say I do, I do think that uh, I, I remember Scott Gimple saying that they do have plans for other spinoff shows. Oh, that's right. But I thought they said that there were going to be different formats and different types of media, like they, animated and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely different types of media, but I still think that they would – they said – I think they would do more AMC stuff, just it would be different type of storytelling instead of just, you know, the way that the, these two shows are already tell the story. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Do you think there's going to be any other traders? Like, obviously, in the episode – the part of the timeline where – uh, what is it? Um, uh, Althea and John Dory and uh Morgan are being captured by Nick and Alicia and Strand and Luciana. Madison obviously is not there, and they think that Morgan's group is a part of the Vultures, but the they don't know Morgan's group doesn't know anything about the Vultures, so. Do you think uh, something has happened to Madison? As far as traitors, I mean, there's always going to be traitors, um, but I just can't say who specifically. I think you're wondering if anything's going to happen to Madison, right? Well, I mean, do you think that something has already happened to Madison? Because we have, uh, you know, uh, Morgan's group meeting up with Nick's group, and Madison obviously isn't a part of it. Um, I mean, the way that they, you know, kind of ambushed them and they said that there's uh, some bad people after them. I don't think they've killed her, but I think they definitely captured her and they're probably trying to either get away from them or they're um, trying to storm their castle and raid them and take back Madison and whatever else they can from them. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe they are trying to get Madison back. Uh yeah, I like I said I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the season to see what what what's going on with the show. Also, I want to say the one last thing is that Althea is probably one of the worst camera operators known to man <laughs> because you don't want to shoot someone, you know, looking the camera into the sun and maybe try cleaning off your lens every once in a while. It's a zombie apocalypse, who cares? She's a <laughs> Oh, yeah, she said she was a reporter, huh? Yeah, that's exactly what she said. That's right. So, yeah, shame on her. Shame on her, indeed. Uh, Cool. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, No, that's it. All right. Uh, If anybody else has some opinions on any of the shows that we talked about today or any of the stories we covered, we'd love to hear from you. uh, You can find me on Twitter as at Mitchipediager. Daniel is also on Twitter as? Super Commie Daniel. Uh, and if you happen to be in the Dallas area for a super, nope, for, why don't you go ahead and say it, Daniel? For Kamehacon? Kamehacon? Yes. Uh, you, you, you might be able to see Daniel there, so, uh, keep an eye out for him. Uh, and if you want to talk to the rest of the Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, it's at Geek Elite Radio. 
at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekleetradio.com. But until next time, which will be two weeks from today because uh, Daniel will be in a convention in Dallas, Texas. Uh, (laughs) This is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. (laughs) 